Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. So welcome back, Savvy Souls. Today I want to back up a little bit and talk about something that's really central to our path forward and to all of my coaching sessions and to coaching myself. But I realize I haven't talked about so much in our episode so far. So what we have talked about, we've talked about kind of the central core of moving forward, all the things about us and our identity, giving ourselves permission to want what we want, you know, expanding our vision and sense of what's possible, understanding our internal power to create and the concept of deciding what we want, driving our own bus and not worrying so much about other people and our capacity to visualize and imagine a future. And so we've talked a lot about those kind of things, but you know, this podcast isn't a room you come to for just positive feelings because we're real and being real is part of being savvy in moving forward. So I thought it would be good to have a few episodes, not necessarily consecutively, but the first one today about the part of us that suffers, the part of us that think that we're not enough or that feels regret or shame or judgment about the past, who tries hard and still beats herself up who feels tired and exhausted, or the part of us who suffers from grief and sadness. Because our negative emotions, they're along for the ride. And I think sometimes we think we're just going to get into this blissful state and go, you know, dancing along. And, you know, it's just not the way it works. Our minds are wired towards the negative And bad things happen. It's life. So how do we move forward when it, when things are going wrong, when the things that are going wrong are filling our minds? And so I'm going to have a few episodes where we talk about negative emotions and I'm going to break those up because there are a lot of different negative emotions that hold us back and they're each worthy of their own session. So today I want to talk about dealing with loss. And this was a request made by one of my podcast listeners. I want to thank uh, Tanya for recommending that I deal with this topic because it's so important right now. In this year, if you live in parts of Canada, Um, and other parts of the world, we're still in the middle of lockdowns and uh, death and loss that's associated with the sickness and loss of our loved ones, Um, especially in these times where we can't even mourn in the normal ways, where we don't even have the normal and standard rituals. But it's also 
our less obvious losses, our loss of the physical connection and, you know, our ability just to have physical contact and get a hug, you know, get a hug from our children or from our friends. And it's also the loss of our freedoms, our freedoms to go where we want, when we want, things that we used to count on that we no longer have, at least we don't have right now in some parts of the world. Um, the loss of the energy we receive by being in a big, energized, happy, celebrating crowd, you know, at a concert or a party or any kind of holiday that is a real loss that we are having to forego and not feel. And then quite deeply, our loss of our sense of safety, our feeling that we're never quite safe, that danger is lurking around the corner for us and our loved ones. So I think all of us have been feeling some level of loss. And how do we move forward? How do we handle those kind of intense feelings of loss? You know, what we'd love to do is we'd love to be in this inspirational, rolling forward feeling and not feeling any of our bad emotions. We want to frolic in the meadows and kind of skip and twirl and just gradually move forward as we, you know, pick flowers and catch butterflies as we, you know, move towards our goals. And, you know, one of the things I work with my clients on a lot is how to reframe the way they think about things, because the way we think about things affects how we feel and those things together affect not just the actions we take, but the quality of the actions we take, which then produce the results in our life. And there's this huge temptation once these causal connections are understood for us to want to jump to the good thoughts that will just move us out of the bad emotions and create those good feelings that we're not having right now. So there's this huge desire to just kind of skip the bad feelings and reframe our thoughts and just dance forward into the good feelings. And, you know, when we're dealing with situations of intense feelings, like the feelings that come from a loss, it's never a good strategy to just skip over the bad feelings. And if we have a really significant loss, it's pretty much impossible. So let's just step back a little bit and think about it. Feelings, both good and bad, why do we even have them? Like, why do human beings even have emotions? It's because our body wants us to pay attention to information that it thinks is important. Its feelings are basically calling our attention to something. And our feelings do not like to be stuffed down. And why when we try to stuff them down, then what happens is they start calling our attention even more loudly. They get stronger and they get infused into our subconscious where they linger and come up in the middle of the night or come up at unexpected moments. So right now, like just to look at a few of the different losses, you know, if we lose someone or someone we love 
gets a diagnosis, they get sick, they get COVID or they get cancer or they get something else that's scary that brings our mortality to mind or we actually are losing that person or we've lost them because they've died. We feel grief. We feel waves of sorrow and those feelings demand our attention. So a year ago, um, this April, my mother did die. She was 92 and she was one of the first uh, people I knew who got COVID. She died very suddenly. And, you know, it was really hard because, um, yes, she was older, but, you know, my family couldn't celebrate her life. We weren't able to get together. We were in lockdown. COVID was new. Nobody knew what we were doing. And so it wasn't just her loss, the grief of her loss, but it was the loss of not being able to honor her or celebrate her that caused me a lot of really sad feelings, a lot of intense grief. And I needed to feel it. You know, I wasn't going to say, oh, well, Heather, you know, let's have some good thoughts about the fact your mom died. Let's have some good thoughts about the fact you couldn't celebrate her. I, you know, couldn't get to good thoughts about not being able to have the rituals and ceremonies and the physical comfort of hugs and the things I wanted. And what I had to do is I had to get into a place of intense kindness for myself, intense compassion, not forcing myself to move forward and be productive on days or hours. I didn't feel like it to go into the online community and ask for comfort, ask my friends for support. And just, I allowed my feelings to be there. And I think by doing that, I didn't fall into a sinkhole of despair. I felt waves of grief I allowed them, I got help when I needed it, and I had bad moments, and I had good mo moments. And, you know, it's not like I necessarily came out the other side, because, you know, death is permanent, and I still have really sad moments from time to time about it, but I don't make it mean anything. I just, oh, I'm suddenly today, I'm feeling really sad about my mom, so I'm either going to do something to honor her or I'm just going to notice that it's there and um, just allow it to be there. So death is an example. It's an extreme example of loss. And I think it's the most obvious example for people to give us space, for us to give ourselves space to allow those negative feelings that come up. But the other losses that I was talking about um, during COVID and at other times, those also can create losses of any kind, can, take, can create really intense feelings of grief or shame or regret or humiliation or, you know, just depending on the context and what our thoughts are about it. So, let's say we lose our job that we just love, like we're laid off or we're fired because we did something or, or, you know, it just came time for us to retire. And um, that's one example where we have pretty intense feelings or we're passed over 
for the promotion we expected, the one that we'd relied on happening. And we have this expectation of this wonderful event in the future, and it doesn't happen. So we've lost this future event that we were so looking forward to, and it's a real loss too. Um, Or we lose a friend because she decides we've said something she didn't like, or there's some personal attribute of us that she suddenly decides she doesn't like. And, you know, there's that real loss when a friendship ends. It's uh, an intense, it can be a really intense feeling. And again, it's something that we need to be able to feel. So the kind of intense feelings that we feel in these situations are really very real. So we have real grief about the loss of a job we loved and now miss. We desperately want the job back. And that option's been taken away from us. It is a kind of a death to us. Or, you know, we have grief and sadness that the opportunity we'd been working towards never materialized. So we'd planned our wedding and we have to cancel. And we tell ourselves we should get over it, but we can't. Or we feel that intense shame and rejection when people we love don't love us back. And we make it mean terrible things about us. And, you know, those are things we can work on. But first, we we need to just allow ourselves to feel the shame and feel the grief. So these feelings are intense and real. And so how exactly is it that we handle them? The intense feelings, the thing about them is they come in waves, but I think they're also kind of constantly there below the surface. They become part of our subconscious. They are just kind of lying there below the surface, lying in wait for us. And as I mentioned, you know, trying to reframe our thoughts just doesn't work. And in fact, can make us feel kind of resentful. It's kind of like if, you know, somebody like my elderly mother who died, somebody says, oh, you know, sorry about your mom, but, you know, at least she's not suffering anymore. At least she had a good life. You know, she was 92. And, you know, what that person's really trying to do is they're trying to reframe my thoughts. They're trying to teach me how to think positively about it. And, you know, in that sense, it will make me feel a bit resentful because it's kind of not allowing me to indulge in the sadness about it and kind of telling me to get over it. And it has a bit of scolding energy. And the reason I mention that is because often it's not somebody else who's scolding us, but it's how we treat ourselves. We tell ourselves, hey, you know, I've given myself two days. I've been sitting watching Netflix and eating popcorn and I should be over this by now. Like stop being the victim. Stop feeling sorry for myself. And it is so important not to scold ourselves. So instead, I'd like you to try this out today. Like if you're feeling, if you're suffering from any kind of loss right now, any of the 
losses that I described or they triggered thoughts in you about other losses you're experiencing, just keep this in mind for the next time you're feeling intense, intense feelings because of a loss, grief or sadness of some type. I want you first to not try to jump to new feelings. It doesn't work. And then the second thing is just intellectually acknowledge that your feelings won't kill you. I used to be convinced my feelings would kill me. I've always been accused of being too intense. Um, I think it's because I have and always have had really strong emotions that can be really overwhelming to me. And I remember I saw a therapist for about three years um, at the beginning of, of last decade. And I remember after seeing her for about a year, my therapist one day said to me, you know, Heather, your feelings won't kill you. And that was literally a revelation to me because they felt so painful and so overwhelming. It just felt like a tsunami wave that was just going to come and obliterate me. So just for those of you who might be like me and be a little bit intense, just know intellectually that your feelings won't kill you. And then here's the process that I think will be really helpful. So I would suggest you put on some soft meditative music that you love, or just go into a room where it's very quiet and you can be silent and either sit in a very comfortable chair with your feet on the floor and your hands relaxed in your lap or lie down on the floor on your back. And then I want you to think about whatever circumstance is making you feel sad or grief stricken or whatever your emotion is, whatever the loss is that you're suffering with right now. And I want you to just allow the feelings to bubble up. And then what I'd like you to do is scan your body, like just start with your toes and work all the way up to your ankles and your shins and your calves and then your abdomen and then your neck and your head. And as you work through each area, I just want you to notice what are the physical sensations? So this methodology is to get you completely out of your head, out of your thoughts, and just feeling the emotion and a feeling the impact of the emotion on your body. So just go through the areas of your body and note especially where does it feel really tight? Where does it feel uh, lighter and bubbly? Notice the areas where it feels tight or constricted or heavy or you know, really uncomfortable in some way. Once you've located all those areas of kind of physical discomfort, heaviness, tightness, I want you to just focus in on those areas and really just feel them. Imagine if for some people it's useful to ask yourself, okay, what color is this? What shape is it? Is it heavy or light? What's its texture? Um, you know, how exactly does it feel? What organs is it around? How is it feeling in my body? 
does it have a name? And then I want you to try to give it a name. And the name could just be loss or my mom, or it could be something quite random. And just work with whatever name comes up first for you and talk to it. And just let's say the name that comes up for me is Black Pit. And then I would just say, hi, Black Pit. I want you to know that I'm listening to you and I can feel you and it's okay for you to be there. It's okay for you to be present and I'm listening and I can hear you. And then just put all of your focus on feeling that sensation just allowing it to be there, just reassuring, hey, Black Pit, it's okay that you're there. It's okay that you're still there. And just talk to it as long as you feel comfortable or uncomfortable, I guess, doing that as long as you want to. And then when you're ready, come out of that. And, you know, I would do this as often as you need to. I think in times when you're suffering really intensely, it might be good to do this several times a day. And, you know, later on, it could be even a year later, and I might want to sit down and do this to manage the or feel the grief that bubbles up every once in a while about my mom. And it's relevant to your path forward, all of this, because feeling your feelings is a skill and it's essential to your growth and evolution because as you become more mindful of how you're feeling and what you're feeling and acknowledging those feelings, this will help you so much because there's so much discomfort in growth and evolution. What's also really important is not just to physically feel those feelings, but to bring with them a heavy dose of kindness and self-compassion. So as you're feeling these feelings and afterwards, as these feelings keep bubbling up, just be so kind to yourself, so filled with self-compassion. Imagine yourself, this grieving part of you as a small child you wouldn't go out and yell at a toddler. So treat yourself like a crying toddler and just say, hey, sweetie, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to be sad. You don't have to feel differently. Don't yell at yourself about the speed of your process, how long it takes to feel better. Just allow yourself to feel these negative feelings as long as you need. Don't expect it to end permanently. You know, we're human beings. Some things are intense and they're going to bubble up and nothing's gone wrong if it resurfaces. And I think it's really helpful when the feelings bubble up, you know that you can handle them because you know you can allow them, you can talk to them, you can feel them in your body and they won't kill you. And remember that they're there to serve you. They're there to tell you that there are things 
that you need to pay attention to, you need to process, because it's only by processing through these emotions that you will be able to release them and that eventually they will lessen. Eventually, they won't be taking over your life. So here's a truth that the head of my certified life coach program always talks about Brooke Castillo. And she basically says the human journey is 50% ass, like 50% your derriere. And it's not all rainbows and daisies because why is that? It's our human brain is wired for negative emotions. I think I've talked about this on several podcast episodes. It's wired for negative emotions because it was the negative emotions that kept us safe and kept us alive. So know that nothing is going wrong when you feel negative emotions. And in fact, it's only because negative emotions exist that we're able to experience the opposite. So we wouldn't experience joy unless we also experienced grief because we wouldn't know we wouldn't have anything to compare it to. If we were just always joyful, it wouldn't feel joyful because it would just feel neutral because it's just how we're always feeling. We wouldn't experience contentment if we didn't also know sorrow. We wouldn't experience happiness if we didn't also know sadness. So this week, I want you to just be kind to yourself, to not be hard on yourself, and to listen inside you to what wants to be heard. So thank you so much for your attention today. And if this was in any way helpful, if you love the episodes that I've been presenting, please do go in, write a review, share the podcast with your friends, let them know about it. I would love to get this out in front of as many people as possible because it's a labor of love. And I so strongly believe that what I have to say here is helpful and can make people that hear it feel better and give them a way forward. So I would really love that message to be shared more broadly. So thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.